Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveys and today I'm here with Jilly Davies. Hi Jilly, how are you? Hi Denise, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no, welcome. We were just talking about the fact that you've only got water at the minute but you're hoping that your husband provides a glass of wine at some point during the um, Magic the handle come in. <laughs> I know, that's, do you know what, I, that's what I get my kids to do every week. I'm like, shh, pass me that, that drink. But I've got a gin and tonic with frozen strawberries in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Well, my daughter's Very healthy. quite... Well, exactly. My daughter's quite the um, mixologist and she likes to bring something different every time. So frozen strawberries is what we've got today, which is quite nice. Awesome. Let's mm. Good stuff. Oh, amazing. Anyway, um, like I was saying before we come on the podcast, I have just come in from swimming, hence why I'm actually wearing pyjamas and I've got wet hair because I really couldn't be asked changing twice after swimming and washing my hair again or yeah. drying my hair again. So, um, You've got the own natural look today. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally wow. Oh, do love your curly hair. Mine, might... Mine's got a good curl to it, but um, it's limp curl, which is a bit sad. Oh, nice way of open, sure. Yeah. No, it doesn't actually have a nice way there. So, Julie, what is your business called and what do you do? So, my business is basically me. <laughs> so, it's Gillian Davis. So it's coaching. Um, I am a transformation coach, so I help women who basically want to get in shape, get control of their figure and, and just have that body confidence again that they may have had at some point in the past. I've been through many, many scenarios of diets and boot camps and you name it and are at a point where the thought of going and trying any of that again is filling them with dread, yet they still want to have that feeling of, you know, just being, just being fucking amazing, being stronger, just that sense of confidence and independence that you have, you know, that, that kind of spring in your step really. So, um, and that's what I help women do. Awesome. Uh, so how do you, how do you deliver that? Especially, I mean, pre lockdown, post lockdown, during lockdown, how have you been providing that service to your, to your oh, clients? I've been doing that. I've, it's been the same for me for the last couple of years because I've always done it online. So um, I jumped into that a couple of years ago and probably with what's happened with the lockdown, it's made people really re, re kind of look at how they can, you know, keep it and do those things. So online became, oh, okay, yeah, I could probably do more things online now. Um, so I deliver, I'm very much a uh, a coach, I'm not there as a personal trainer who's going to look at you exercising and tell you how many reps you need to do. Very much coaching as in, you know what you need to do. Everybody knows what they need to do. You don't need more information. You could move more, eat less. Google it, YouTube it, do whatever the hell you like. You can find all that information. It's not information we need. It's just getting off your ass and doing something about it. And that's what you need is someone there who's going to just keep you going right what have you done and you know it's like you know coaching in any sort of area and scenario it's that accountability that you want it you want someone who's going to tell you off if you haven't done it and you want someone that that's going to tell you how amazing you are when you have done cheerleader it. <laughs> yeah basically so um so to do that and you know i have a background you know my i have been a personal trainer in the studio and love doing that as well and to really if someone wants to get really good into their fitness or really into their weightlifting and things like that yeah that's that's the place you know to do it and and to to be that sort of coach as well and I absolutely loved it um but at the same time 
when someone comes to you for like an hour or two hours a week personal training you have no idea what they're doing for the rest of the time and and anything that you do help them with you know is forgotten as soon as they've walked out of that bloody studio you know so and straight into the pub yeah 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 totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go look at me i did amazing <laughs> i know i mean i work out all the time and i eat relatively um well but it's definitely the alcohol that makes the difference to to whether or not i'm a, a happy weight or a jesus you look a bit bloated girl <laughs> yeah and it's and sometimes it's not even it's not even like you know not even the alcohol because like gin what you're drinking there is not if you like calorific but you know it's the other stuff if if you're not sleeping you know it's the impact that that can have on you depending on how 100 and you know it's it's those sorts of things and it's not that make it sound like oh you can't drink but you know if you really want to have some changes sometimes you have to look at those things and kind of get a bit real as well so is it holding you back and oh well there's nothing that's gonna every night (laughs) yeah there's nothing that's gonna bring you closer to mcdonald's than having a skin full the night before (laughs) you know because i'm just i'm not the type of person that eats stuff like that i don't i don't enjoy it i don't like it but you know if i wake up in the morning and i'm feeling hellish you know if somebody says to me do you fancy a big mac i'm gonna go yeah yeah i think i think i think that's definitely what i could stomach right now yeah and totally and that's it and so it's it's looking at those sorts of things and you know addressing it you know getting a rein on it, it you know doing those sorts of things that it's looking at the emotion that drives them as well you know what is it a behavior that you're doing because you feel so crap about yourself or is it a behavior because you know you, you enjoy it yeah okay yeah. have a little bit of you know have a little bit of alcohol have a little bit of enjoyment sure but you know I'm always I'm always quite astonished by people's lack of um, knowledge when it comes to healthy eating, when it comes to what calories in food, what com- when it comes to, I mean, I'm a, so I, I've um, always suffered with chronic pain. I've got really bad knees, you know, pain in my joints and stuff like that. So I try to, before all this COVID shit, follow an anti, anti-inflammatory diet, which makes a huge difference to my pain levels. And I, and I really love it and everything like that. So I very much believe in um, food as medicine kind of, um, you know, uh, theory. Um, And getting more and more into that and knowing more and more about food, I'm always astonished by how little other people don't know, which is stupid, really, because I didn't know everything about everything, you know, before I learned. But I am always astonished by by people's lack of knowledge of food. Is that something you come across as well yeah absolutely like you know recently like i've run like the odd challenge uh, like online challenge and that just to get people to do things and even asking people to have like a pint of water first thing in the morning to feel the benefit of just rehydrating your body you know that's almost like one of the things that they kind of take away from the weeks like oh, i forgot how good i feel just by having you know and and it sounds kind of, I kind of, I'm astonished by it as well, going, seriously, a glass of water? Like, I'm asking you to have a pint of water. But it is still that you need someone there to tell you. But on the food side of it, like you're talking with the inflammation, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I think if you can, like in your situation, obviously, you know, it has huge benefits. doesn't mean that everybody's going to have the same no, not at all. response to it as well. So, um, and and having that impact uh, on your on your body and your diet and that so 
it, there is a lot of information out there, but I think almost sometimes that there's too much that we read, so much that we can apply it easily to ourselves. Oh, well, that, that's me. I have to do that. And I'll just cut things out of your diet. Oh, um, yeah. And that one sandwich just, is the reason that you've put on weight. No, yeah. it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and people just cut gluten, you know, that bread, bread is bad. And just cutting things out of the diet and, and thinking that that's going to be the thing that's going to, you know, alleviate and solve all the problems, make it all go away. When in actual fact, you know, it's, it's a combination of lots of things. So, yeah, but, you know, to yourself, then you have a specific problem, then, you know, you know that there's pain in your joints and, and obviously it goes away whenever you, like, you know, focus on removing. Oh, I know. It's foods, astonishing. Which is they not said- easy. It's not. No, no, it really isn't. But I'm, I'm really lucky because all of the foods that I can eat, I really enjoy. It's and, and, you know, when I go out for meals and stuff like that, there's always something. I mean, I might have to adapt things and stuff like that. Or I might have to, you know, cheat. I don't call it cheating, but, you know, I might have to have something that I wouldn't normally have at home and stuff like that. But I can go anywhere and do anything and I'm absolutely fine because I've educated myself to know all of the foods I can eat and all the foods that I definitely have to avoid. And then the sliding scale of how it affects me on a day-to-day basis and knowing that, you know, one little slip up because I'm not allergic to things and I'm not necessarily intolerant, although there's obviously some sort of intolerance going on as well, um, that I can eat really well and I'm absolutely fine. My problem is I slip like I was, I've been great for ages, but the lockdown, that slipped into screw you know being healthy let's just drink wine and eat chocolate and you know see what happens well you'll be in pain that's what will be that's what happens but I suppose that's the same for everyone who's been in lockdown anyway oh yeah yeah yeah. totally like you know and I even did it I did a live one at once today and I was just like you know your life has just been turned upside down right so you know just go easy on yourself because you know it's it means you know everything that you had done everything that we do in our lives is all built around our functions our routines and everything else that we have going on in our lives so once big parts of that once big parts of that are you know taken out or are changed or turn on its head then yeah you know we have this we have this oh my god what do we do what do we do and everybody has their own kind of level of how quickly I can change and adapt and and run with this almost you know so yeah with lockdown at the beginning I I was fat I mean I was crazy busy and and I was ill at the beginning of lockdown as well so I had the coronavirus at the beginning when everyone went into lockdown and I was crazy busy at the same time and when I came out of both of those situations kind of at the same time you know I kind of slowly got into a normal kind of work pattern although it clearly wasn't normal at all but I mean it wasn't insane like it had been for weeks and weeks and weeks it kind of you know gone back to my normal level of work which is you know mental anyway but and I was fine in lockdown I was like well I kind of quite like being at home I like spending more time with my family I like the fact that I'm getting to potter about my you know, houses cleaner and tidier. I'm getting bits done around the house. You know, this is quite nice. And I, at some point, I mean, I knew when we went into three weeks lockdown, it wasn't going to be three weeks. I knew it was going to be quite a long time. So I think I'd mentally prepared myself for all of that. I genuinely don't know what time it hit or why it hit or how it hit. But there was a certain point where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to lose my mind now. I'm still in this freaking house. 
the kids are driving me insane. <laughs> I can't get any work done because somebody's always asking for a fucking snack. Like, oh my God, this is blowing my mind. And ever since I've been like, please get us out of lockdown. Like, I need to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. So I went yeah. camping and went on a ho- Like, all of that really helped. But I needed to be outside more and stuff like that because it's just not natural for me to be stuck in this house as much as it was. How have you found lockdowns affected you? Yeah, I think, well, you know, it's been a, been a bit of a, a tough one. And business-wise, it's been fine. Um, I, I did have my own personal kind of situation where at the start of lockdown, I found out that I was pregnant. And then I actually ended up going through them losing that pregnancy oh, partway through bless. lockdown. So, so in, in actual fact, having that, was a bit kind of that was hard as well that was tough but that is shit yeah how <laughs> are you feeling a, i'm fine um well i'm fine well that's not true, high pitch but, yeah. voice, but you know uh, um it's one of those things that you just it's kind of weird because i've never you know it's it depending on whether you've experienced any sort of grief in two, your life before two yeah miscarriages yeah two kids two miscarriages yeah and um so you know, you know full well what it's like yourself then too. Yeah. And everyone has been, you know, one thing I suppose I never really realised how prevalent, yeah. you know how common it is, but until you kind of say, oh, this has happened to me, and then all of a sudden everyone goes, oh, yeah. Or I have, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And yeah, it's comforting as well. And it's kind of, I think it kind of helps people to just talk about those things. And I know it's helped me hugely as well to be able to talk about it. Um, so in that respect, it kind of knocked me out for a little bit and, you know, I, you know, I was obviously forced to take some rest and take some time there. Um, and I guess having the business as well, it was like, part of me was a bit kind of nervous because I thought, oh my God, my clients and what am I going to tell them? Why am I going to manage this? You know, um, give myself a break whilst also letting it, you know, they're at the, they were at the start of their journeys as well so how do I do this and um but then you know things like even but at the same time it was my own kind of want for fitness and habits that kind of helped me build that foundation again for myself to give me something that that for myself as well so and I think that's important that you have that time to yourself to just go and do things and walking was my savior like I started walking getting into a habit of walking every single day I think that's where I've really become unstuck because I had such a fixed routine in the morning of I'd get up, I'd go like, I'd get up before everyone else was awake. I'd go running, I'd come back, I'd meditate, I'd do my gratitude diary. Then I'd start working straight away. And then gradually people would like enter into the household, you know, they'd wake up, they'd have breakfast and stuff like that. But by then I was fully awake. I'd done my morning routine. I felt great. And obviously lockdown, I mean, it didn't have to, but stupidly, I'd do the running every morning, but I wouldn't do any of the other stuff. And and when I got back from running, there'd be somebody there and they'd be there all day (laughs) and it would be never ending. And I just stopped doing the other parts of my morning routine that kind of made me balanced and happier. And tomorrow I've got a full day off and my intention is I'm going to start my routine again. And I'm going to try and get back into that kind of balanced, feeling good. 
And I, I, and I think that's the main thing you're hitting on there, Denise. It's that kind of starting over again, isn't it? It's that feeling, just go back to being a beginner, you know? And, and I kind of talk about that with the, you know, you know that you've had this routine, but to go back exactly where you were before lockdown is, is, is it'll be difficult to, to do that and maintain that. So you're better off just picking one thing and just building on it and building on it really. So, uh, and, and like that with the walking, that's what I started on. I started then running last week because I thought, well, I don't want to, I can, I can walk most days, but then I'll run one other day, you know, and I'll build it in. Um, and then building in some workouts and things that get there. So, so it's being able to have that sort of patience and just building up into those routines again, really. So um, I think that's kind of what maybe lockdown has done for a lot of people is not to just bombard yourself with lots of, I have to do this, I have to do this, but this and this yeah. and this. You know, it's made people just go, <laughs> stop and slow down a bit, will you? Like, what I the did, hell? Yeah, I did really <laughs> enjoy that side of it because it kind of forced me to stop working crazy hours and stuff like that and spend more time with the kids and and because there was a constant stream of people just you know asking for snacks and stuff like that I couldn't disappear and do another phone call you know and, and go off for a site visit and you know do evaluation or stuff like that it was kind of meetings were five minute zoom meetings you know meet, rather than two hour traveling there and you know all all of that kind of uh helped me slow down and calm down and that side of it was lovely but yeah there, there was other sides of it that I, I kind of definitely didn't manage very well and I need to yeah. address them over time so yeah. how have how has lockdown affected your business what's the plans for the future has that changed now that that you know the coronavirus for me is to keep doing like you know zoom has been my life for the last couple of years as well so um and that's very much what I've been doing the and I think now as well like I said you know women are more not everyone's like running back to the gym not everyone's but people still want to have something someone there to who's going to facilitate that kind of transformation for them so um so very much that's what I'm going to be just keep doing and, and running my programs really so I'll do I do like 12 week programs um for women to to help them get through that um awesome. so where can people find you so my two social media is my main places LinkedIn and Facebook just as myself um and I also have a free Facebook group as well called the fired up ladies food and fitness mastery Awesome. Um, so that they can anyone can come and join that of course um and in there i do like kind of weekly goals just habit building and that's really what it comes down to it's just looking at the behaviors that you currently do and changing them to be ones to get you you know what you actually want really and that's really where i probably yeah, it is that. definitely building slowly onto positive habits that get you towards the goal that you've got and yeah. and that's the same whether or not it's you know business or fitness or diet or anything isn't it and, and yeah. you are right in that and I will take that away from this actually that I need to not try to go back to the D Denise that there was you know six months ago because you know I was super healthy and super fit and blah blah blah, blah, blah you know and I had a great balance although clearly I didn't because I was working too much but you know I trying to put all of those steps in will probably break me actually so I think I should list out my goals and kind of just make a plan that's gradually get me towards yeah. that rather than 
thinking that I'm going to wake up tomorrow like Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> yeah, I just pick one, pick what feels good for you that you get the most out of at the minute and start with that and just create that as the habit uh, and that one thing really. Um, like, you know, like I said, what people are, what I did with my walking, just create that as the habit. Now, 12 weeks on, 14 weeks on, I'm now, you know, I want to make it a bit more and I'll make it a bit more and then just build it up. See how you feel, see how the body responds. Yeah. You know, and do it that way, definitely. So 100% on it. Yeah, that just makes it, more, makes it more enjoyable. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it, and it stops you from falling back into that crack of, oh, you know, I've failed today. So, you know, then, well, I just won't carry on anymore. Someone said years and years ago that, you know, if I can't even, I'll get the analogy right now, I will. But, you know, if you have uh, one Mars bar, it doesn't mean that you have to eat 50 Mars bars every day. It just means that the next, you know, the next mouthful that you have shouldn't be a fucking Mars bar. You yeah. know, just, you know don't feel like every time you have a small failure that that's the end of the world and you need to yeah. stop because okay. we're not all perfect. I mean, you know, clearly I'm as close as you're going to get, but not <laughs> everyone's not <laughs> No. So what three tips would you give people to get, kind of get into that healthy mindset around, you know, health and, you know, wellness and stuff like that? Um, the biggest thing that I always ask people is to focus on why it's important to them like what is the person that they're trying to be basically with that you know a lot of people would say to me oh I want to be just the best version of me and I'm like right well get really clear and specific on what that is okay and what that person's doing looking like what sorts of things do you want to be doing because until you have that sort of you know it's it's an identity shift if you like you've got to be the person like I said to people, oh, I'm not really that, I'm not that sporty or I'm not really into fitness yet. You want to be fitter and stronger. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so really look at what is that person that you want to be and what is that person doing on a daily basis and start to then um, focus on that there a lot. So that's my first kind of tip. My second one would be to, in terms of nutrition, include as much protein in your meals as possible to give it a more full and satisfying kind of balance of nutrition in there and don't cut carbs <laughs> unless you have a specific you know gluten sensitivity or anything like that there that maybe you have to leave out things like bread and whatever else but don't cut carbs out because your body needs that energy um, uh, yes, we can address the balance of it, include more protein that will readdress the balance of it, but don't cut them out. So that's the nutrition side. And the last point is just sleep is your golden ticket. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Sleep is absolutely vital. It is your golden ticket for anything to do with your mental or physical health. Yeah. If that is screwed, you are screwed. <laughs> I, and I would add in to sleep um, hydration too, because I think a lot of the reasons that people don't sleep well is because they're dehydrated because I know that if I wake in the middle of the night that and I don't have a drink like something to drink I, that'll be me awake for the rest of the night but if I have like a pint of water mm -hmm. I'll gently drift back off to sleep because largely what wakes me up in the middle of the night is that I'm dehydrated wow that's interesting, mm. interesting. yeah and I th and with my children definitely and, I, and everyone who is around me would probably say the same for me but my children's behavior is horrific 
if they're dehydrated. So yeah. like everything, every time anyone's kind of snappy or anything around me, I'm like, go and get a drink of water, then come back and talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it's mad, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. so easy, and that's and that's the thing, the the beauty of it that that, that it is that easy to to kind of help and make those changes easily. So it doesn't have to be complicated. No, no, but I think everything you know your goal to be kind of you know Elle McPherson Claudia Schiffer or something feels a million trillion miles away but you know if you break it down and you do the small (laughs) steps every day you kind of get towards that whatever your goal is and your goal shouldn't be to be anyone else anyway but I mean you know that better side of yourself it sometimes feels like you know it's never going to happen but I you know it's just small incremental changes make such a huge difference yeah and it's not it's not exciting and sexy and we want sexy and exciting stuff all the time and you know we want that kind of buzz that you get when you do something new um and it's around about just you know getting to that point where you can start to see those changes and and that's usually what happens you know when we do something for like six weeks or quick fixes or that we get that really quick result really quick initial change and but we can't sustain it because it's happened so quickly that we haven't been able to instill it, you know, as a as something that you can do long term, really. Like you just, yeah, and that's what really happens with those sorts of things. So that's why I'm all about long term sustainability. Just you know, never having to even think about dieting ever again is the kind of goal that I want to give people that that freedom. Because I've yeah. been there myself. I've been there. I've I've done, you know, nine, ten different diets. People have done many, many more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it was just that you create then that all these rules and regulations about what people should eat, not eat. I, you know, I went through a phase of potatoes were bad. You know, they were the r- wrong type of carbs to eat. Yeah, there's too much starch in them. Yes. <laughs> we're Irish. We, we have to eat potatoes. We're Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I was just like, that's crazy. <laughs> I love potatoes. Um, but uh, you know, all I'm not things- living without a roast potato. Don't make me. <laughs> just, just not life, is it? No. So, um, so it's you know, and it it's breaking away. It's just breaking away from all that sort of those thoughts and those, and just having that freedom of going, yeah, I can eat this food, and I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like I'm bad or a bad person, and you know. I think we need to get away from this good food, bad food. I mean, even though I've said, you know, I don't think people are, I don't think everyone's educated in um, food. And I don't mean it in a Jamie Oliver, you know, educate, but I do I do think that it is really important that children are educated in food because, you know, I, I just don't think that they are. I've, you know, I think that they equate, you know, McDonald's is just a meal rather than it's a really unhealthy meal that should be an occasional thing that you eat and I I also think we need to get away from food as a treat and stuff like that because I know I'm terrible for that you know the kids have their first day at school should we go out for ice cream this week and I think oh god you know I'm, I'm my own worst enemy saying things like this but it's just you know habits isn't it where we've got into that that phase of that's good food and that's bad food well food is actually just food it's about you know nutritional content and you know um how calorific they are and what sugar does to your body and blah you know all of those things but i mean i know all these things and i'm I'm equally as bad for it so yeah and it's just try our best every day and it's trying to get you know it's trying to remember like you know we used to just eat cake when it was our birthdays 
<laughs> you know, yeah. like it was like <laughs> could be a regular, you know, every week type of thing. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so it was. It's those changes that happen as well. It's just that, well, you know, food and whatever else. It's all on. It's on tap, isn't it? It's it's instantaneous that we can get it. So it's no wonder that we have sort of these problems of you know just eating more because it's there. It's available. Yeah, yeah. If it's, all, if it's always in front of you, it's, you're always going to have it. So it's like, well, yeah. the fact that there was a recent, you know, uh, survey question, whatever, in the press recently that you know, what was the one thing that you missed the most during the initial phases of lockdown? And people were like McDonald's, and I, do I I'm sorry, I, I didn't see my fucking family for three months. What are people talking about McDonald's? You know. No, I, these insane people that queued up for two hours yeah. to get a fucking McDonald's. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I couldn't Ooh. believe it. I yeah, I just saw that and I saw the queues and I was like, it's the fucking last place I want to go. God <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I was like, oh, not really. I don't get that. I don't get it. No. I mean, I, I, you know, like I said at the beginning, I'll have a Big Mac when I've got a hangover, but you know. It's, this definitely wasn't on my list of places that I'd missed during yeah. lockdown. And I'd had many hangovers during the initial stages <laughs> of lockdown. So it wasn't that. You and see, I was kind of... pregnant, so I didn't. Oh, gosh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I didn't. Well, <laughs> I have <well>. since. <laughs> I have since. Good. Oh, Very yeah. proud. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not for great reasons, but next time will be. Yeah. Yeah. I had miscarriage two children then miscarriage so you're absolutely fine yeah you'll end up with feral beasts like i have oh <laughs> wonderful yeah good I'll luck you. to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> so we're coming to the end of the podcast and we end all of the podcast with the eight mile moment so i don't give a shit when anyone thinks about me i love eminem and i love the movie the eight mile and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So, Jilly, what are the worst things about you? Worst thing? I am a total faffer and procrastinator. I can overthink mm. like hell and <laughs> never get anything done. Um, and I'm actually doing quite well with this because usually when I'm put under pressure, I'm like total bottle up and go, oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Um, worst thing about me, I probably don't speak my mind enough. There you go. Um, that is not an issue I have. <laughs> no. There you go. And I laugh a lot. <laughs> I, can't say, I have a laugh. I can't say you laugh a lot. Although that's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess. Either, so. No. Well, I can get an inappropriate giggle. So if there's a really bad situation uh, my whole body wants to sabotage my life and just makes me giggle and have like this really awkward smile on my face like funerals and stuff like that I'm just oh, I'll either be crying my heart out regardless of whose funeral it is or giggling because I can't stop myself yeah yeah I just have this yeah I have a laugh because I can even do the own, our own podcast and yeah, I just seem to laugh all the time but yeah there you go. <laughs> now wrong laughing. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, well, thank you for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Jenny. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. See you.